Please stand. Um, during our Passion Tide, we don't use the Gloria, so we'll stop short of that. Oh Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of the bulletin. As I mentioned, this Sunday is uh, the reading from Matthew. It happens to be chapters 26 and 27, uh, but for this evening, I'll simply be using verses 11 through 54, which will more than fill our time. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? So Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not a word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. 
him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mixed, mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink it. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads, and saying, You who destroyed the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others he cannot save, himself he cannot save. If he is the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Now, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. This is God's Word. Hymn 97. <clears throat> Alas, and did my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for sinners such as I? Was it for sins that I had done he groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, 
and love beyond degree. Well might the sun in darkness hide and shot its glories in when God the mighty maker died for his own creature's sin. Thus might I hide my blushing face while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness and melt my heart to tears. But tears of grief cannot repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away. It's all that I can do. All right, so Jesus is standing before the governor. What's the governor's name? Pontius Pilate. He's standing before Pontius Pilate. Uh, they've already had two court decisions already. The Jews had one court decision hastily uh, Friday night, and then uh, quickly Saturday morning they had another court. Now they bring him before Pilate for a third court decision. Uh, first of all, why did the Jews have to have two court decisions? A decision? They couldn't do anything. They needed the Roman government to do it. <laughs> That's why they had to have a third. Oh, okay. Why do they have to have two? No. Um, they wanted Jesus murdered. They wanted a capital punishment. Uh, they were not supposed to have an evening. You can't, it was against their own laws to have one in the evening. And so they had to, even though they had done it in the evening, they had to hastily make one in the morning in order that it could be considered official. Um, but Jane's right, they're not allowed to, they're under Roman rule, they could do a lot of things, but they weren't allowed to execute a capital punishment. So they bring him to Pontius Pilate, and they say, you know, here you go, we found this man guilty, we wish for you to take this uh, uh, and, and, and kill him. Uh, what does Pontius Pilate do? Uh, he examines him. He checks him out. Uh, when Jesus talks with Pontius, when Pilate Pontius talks with Jesus, he takes him aside, takes him inside, and examines him privately. Jesus talks with him and explains to him, my kingdom is not of this world. When Pilate asks him, are you a king? He says, yes. Uh, and, and Pilate says, you know, you need to talk to me. And then Jesus says, 
The only authority you have has been given by God. That's why I'm talking with you. But then he is brought out in front of everyone else, and the governor asks, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says, it is as you say. And so we have in verse 11, or verse 12, while he is being accused publicly, though, in front of the chief priests and the elders and all, Pilate brings him out and he's going to, well, what did Pilate decide when he examined him privately? He's not guilty of anything. In fact, Pilate says, I know why they're doing this. They're doing this out of envy. And so he takes him out and Pilate is going to try to, you might say, ask questions and to set him free. Uh, nevertheless, when he takes them out, uh, takes Jesus out to the public, that begins with verse 12, uh, and asks him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus doesn't answer. He answers nothing. The chief priests, the scribes, the elders, uh, they all accuse Jesus of great things. It's all lies. Uh, it's twisted things and, and all and Jesus won't answer. He makes no rebuttal at all. Pilate says, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? And it says, he didn't answer them a word. How come Jesus all of a sudden became silent and would not make any rebuttal? Why not? Who's, who's judging Jesus? Supposedly Pilate. Supposedly Pilate is. And he says, I've already talked to Pilate. Pilate's already know Everything's done. Pilate knows I'm innocent. Jesus is not going to make any more gestures. Pilate's the judge, and I've answered the judge. I've given his proper honor and respect. And now this is just Pilate trying to save face, Pilate trying to get him off by what? Jesus answers nothing. There's an Old Testament passage. What does it say? Like a lamb before his shears is silent. Yeah. Jesus answers not a word. So, Pilate is trying to get him off the hook, and Jesus is not playing along, we would say. Um, beginning with verse 15, we see that Pilate has an idea. Normally at the Passover, as a kind of gesture of goodwill, if there is some Jew that they wish to uh, have released, pardoned, Pilate says, okay, it's about that time, it's Passover, um, why don't I release for you someone and, and pardon someone? And so what does Pilate do? He, again, sets it up and says, we've got a robber named Barabbas. We know from the other accounts that he is not just a robber. This is an insurrectionist. This is someone who is trying to overcome or topple the government by uh, violent means, and that were many people killed in this action. And so Pilate says, I'll hold up Jesus, I'll hold up Barabbas. Who are they going to choose? 
Well, you know, this is not a robber. This is not just a raider. This is someone who has done. So, of course, they're not going to choose Barabbas. They're going to choose Jesus to be pardoned or released. We find out from the other account that this notorious uh, prisoner, well, the Jewish leader stirred up the crowd to make them ask for Barabbas to be released. What do we have in verse 18? Matthew lets us know that Pilate knows what? This is a setup. It's out of envy, and Pilate knows it. Pilate knows that Jesus is innocent. He knows that they are simply falsely accusing him. Verse 19, even his wife sends him a message and tells him, don't have anything to do with Jesus. But they continue to ask for that. Uh, verse 21, which of the two you want me to release? They ask for Barabbas. Uh, what am I going to do with the Christ? They cry out, let him be crucified. What has he done? What do they answer? not what they answer. They just say, let him be crucified. What's he done? Crucify him. Um, this is crowd. This is those. Has he done anything wrong? No. You're right. That was the accusation that was brought uh, by the uh, Jews that he claimed to be the son of God. When then he was brought before Pilate, they claimed that he was a king and thus uh, he was you know, against Caesar but uh, he was not. And so they cried out all the more. Verse 24. Pilate was concerned about a tumult. He was concerned about rioting. What had happened? We find out from Josephus that earlier, not long ago, there was a Jewish uprising. And he dealt with it in such a heavy-handed way that news got all the way back to uh, Rome. And so Pilate uh, was reprimanded for not keeping the Jews in line and for dealing for, with them in a very heavy-handed way. And so at this point, Pilate wants to make everything smooth. He doesn't want an uprising, and he de definitely doesn't want to have his soldiers kill Jews during the Passover when all of these Jews are there, and then things will really get out of hand. When he sees that this is all going on, Pilate takes some water and washes his hands. Why does he wash his hands? Yeah, that's what he says, in effect. By doing this, he's saying, uh, his blood is not on my hands. I'm not the one. You are. But... Who is the judge? Pilate. Um, they're not the judge. It's not been given them to do. And so Pilate is the one who, out of weakness, uh, is giving into the crowds and condemning an innocent man uh, to death. And so Pilate was there in order that he might make a judgment about Jesus. Guilty or innocent? And so you bring in the criminal, you hear his case, and the judge says, I am innocent. Absolutely ridiculous. 
uh, a monkey court, if you will. And so, uh, Pilate says that he is innocent. Nevertheless, what do the people say? His blood be on us and on our children. They say, yes, we will be held responsible for that. That's what it literally means. But Jesus' blood is upon them and upon their children, not only because they condemned him to death, but because he wishes to forgive their sins. And so even for an obstinate uh, uh, nation, Jesus continues to hold out his hands towards them and to welcome uh, them back. Pilate releases Barabbas. He had Jesus scourged, delivered him over to be crucified. Um, the soldiers do some things. They dress him in a purple robe. How come they do that? They are going to mock him. They are, why, are, why would they mock Jesus? Why would putting a purple robe on him, giving him a reed? Those are the royal colors. Those, they're giving him all the kingly stuff. But what? He doesn't look much like a king. Kings don't look like this. Kings don't look like itinerant preachers. Kings are not condemned to death and scourged. Kings are not dealt with in that. And so they're making fun of him. You claim to be a king? Well, here's your kingly stuff. Do you look like a king? I bet he didn't look like one at all. Um, they called him Hail, King of the Jews. They mocked him. They took him away to be crucified uh, after they put his own clothes back uh, on him. Um, as they went out to the place where he was to be crucified, uh, Jesus was not able to carry his cross. Normally, that was the way that you did it. You carried your own cross to the place of crucifixion. Jesus could not. Simon of Cyrene uh, was the one they compelled. Why did they have to compel Simon to carry his cross? He was what? They are, yes. And they weren't going to do it. Exactly. And so um, Jesus was in such a weakened condition because of the various beatings that they had done uh, by the Jews, by the Romans, and now you know, in this. And so, uh, yeah, he wasn't even able to, to carry his own cross. They get to Golgotha, uh, and there he is crucified. Um, he's crucified between two robbers, again, not just robbers, but those who had, had, had done things worthy of being uh, crucified, probably murder as well, in the midst of the robbing or, or, or whatever. And so he is crucified. They offer him sour wine mixed with gall to drink. He tasted it and wouldn't drink it. Why did they offer it? Not, probably not only to Jesus, but also to the other two that were crucified. It was a narcotic mixed in. That's what the gall did with the wine. And so it was a narcotic. It was designed to kill the pain. Why did, the, why did they give these men a narcotic? Yeah. 
Yep, exactly. Um, you might say, well, it's very merciful. Well, yeah, maybe that would be, but they, they didn't want to deal with it, them being the soldiers themselves and, and what was going on. And so uh, this is what they did. Jesus refused. Why? Yes, he wanted to be fully aware. He came to suffer for our sins, and so that which was going to take away was not according to the Father's will, and so he refused uh, to drink it. They did crucify him. Uh, his uh, clothes, uh, normally you were crucified naked. Uh, his clothes were handed out. Uh, however, he had one particular garment that was woven. It didn't have any seams in it, and they said, oh, it's a shame to tear it up. Uh, why don't we gamble for it? And then one person, it won't be worth so much if you cut it into four parts. Uh, and so they divided up his garments. Uh, sitting down, they kept watch over him there. And so they stayed around uh, until they would die. How long would this take for people to, crucified people to die on a cross? All day, maybe, maybe even a second day. Um, it took a long time. Um, how do you die when you're on a cross? You die by suffocation. Actually, by that pushing up and pushing up, uh, uh, what happens in order to breathe, um, your lungs fill up with liquid. And so it is a long, painful, almost a uh, drowning, if you will, uh, that would take you know, at, at least a day normally even, even more than that. And so they're sitting down. We're going to stay here because here's the way it is. They put up a sign over Jesus' head. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Uh, the Jews didn't like that sign. <laughs> um, why did Pilate do it? Why did Pilate... Right, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Pilate said that's who he is. This was his last, if, he got, if they got their way by having him crucified, this was his last way to stick the knife in and turn it to the Jews and tell them, that's what I wrote, that's what's staying up there. You got him crucified, but I get to write what the sign is. Um, and so Pilate does write, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. It says that the people who were crucified with him made fun of him. Um, they joined in with the chief priests and the scribes and others. Uh, their temptations, their words are, um, are quite cutting. Things like, uh, he said he was the Son of God, let God have him. Uh, if you come down from the cross, we'll believe in you. Jesus remains on the cross uh, for us. It says that from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, there is darkness. What time is that? Noon to three. It's the brightest part of the day. And yet that is the part in which there is darkness. Uh, is it a solar eclipse? 
It, one, it doesn't last three hours. Good point. What else? Uh, for there to be the Passover, there had to already have been a full moon earlier, and so th there's no chance for that to even happen. Uh, what is it that caused the darkness? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It definitely wasn't a, a, a solar eclipse or anything like that. Uh, to say it was a natural event, there's no natural event that we know of that, that could happen uh, at a time in which it's not. Uh, a full moon, and even then, the darkness for three hours just doesn't uh, doesn't make sense. At the end of the ninth hour, uh, he cried out, "Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani." It happens to be the words of a psalm, the beginning of a psalm. I would say that this is Jesus making reference. If he's not going to be, he doesn't have the strength or the words to be able to say the whole psalm, but he's probably reciting it already in his mind. And here are the first words of it that, that apply. Uh, God has, his father has forsaken him. That's what it means to go to hell. Jesus doesn't suffer hell later. He suffers hell while he's on the cross. He suffers damnation. He suffers being turned away, being cursed on our behalf. They say, well, it must be Elijah. Uh, whether they are so ignorant of the scriptures that they don't understand or whether they think that this is in Aramaic and he's speaking of Eli, Elijah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, they went and got a sponge. They filled it with the sour wine and offered him to drink. We find out in the other gospels that he actually takes it at this point. Why does he take it? It's over, and he's got one more thing to do. What has he got to do? When he gives up his spirit, right before he dies, he says, it is finished. At this point, he's going to die in 60 seconds. He's not concerned about the narcotic. He's not concerned about that. What he wants is something that will wet his lips so that he can make his final cry. So he says, I thirst, they give him something to drink. He says, it is finished, and he gives up his spirit. Uh, and he died for us. Verses 51 through 53 um, are not in the chronological order. Um, it's not that at this particular point the, these come out after the, and then uh, the tombs are open and then they stay there for three days and then they come out later. It's actually interpolated in there. It's saying, here's what happens because of the resurrection. Um, what happens? Uh, the graves are open and people do come out of the tomb. The earthquake is probably the earthquake that happens on Sunday morning where the stone is rolled out of the uh, groove. And it is at that point that the uh, people who had died come out and, and go into the city. Verse 54 says, when the centurion and those who were guarding him saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they are the first ones to proclaim, truly this was the Son of God. Questions? Okay. For our prayers this evening, we'll use our blue sheet. Any special requests?
All right, please stand. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, you shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness answer me, and in your righteousness. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a blessed Answer me speedily, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me lest I be like those who go down into the pit.
cause me to know the way in which I walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility, mercifully grant that we, may both be guided by his patience in this life and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, help us that we might hear your word and keep it. Through your Son, amen. The final petition. O most loving Father, who will us to give thanks for all things and to dread nothing but the loss of thee and to cast all our care upon thee who cares for us, preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal and which thou have manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.